piercing your firewall and filling your ports with technology goodness. It's the 1352 Report. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the 1352 Report. My name is Bruce Elgord, and I have on the line Darren Duke. Darren, how are you? I am very well, thank you. <laughs> Darren, your accent changed. <laughs> no, it's Car- it's Carl Tyler, not Darren Duke. Darren Duke's on that other podcast this week in Lotus by Leo right. Laporte. I mean, by Stuart McIntyre. And we have Jess Stratton. Hello. How you doing, Jess? Good, thanks. I see an apple glow above your head, young lady. Yes, there oh. there is. For and, the first time ever. And Mr. Sean Figment Burgess. Hello. The gang is back together and they're rocking and rolling. Everyone doing okay, Carl? Besides your uh, fascination with uh, trying to impersonate people from Visa? See, that makes no sense to anybody that just joined this chat. <laughs> but I'm, I'm absolutely fine. Yeah, we were we were waiting for Sean to come on today, and what we did is we we kind of uh, called his cell phone, and while it was ringing, we decided to uh, play Indian tech support guys. Indian tech support guys, and I'll tell you, Carl, you and we did a very good job, I thought. Yeah, you did. You did okay, Carl. You can. Uh, you need to enunciate your T's a little bit more. Okay, Mister Bruce, I will do my best, and I will help you with your problem. All right. Well, let's start off. Uh, Jess is um, experienced the Apple um, Apple effect for the first time. I have. So, what was it like? Um, what was it like, Jess, getting your first Apple product and unboxing it? It was a lot of fun, though. Like, I do like the box. Like that one thing that Apple does that is very cool is they do, you know, package things very simply, and and it, you know, I'm I'm also very interested in marketing. It's sort of a passion of mine, so. You know, that's one thing that they do well. When you get the package, you can't help but be really excited about it because, you know, if they make it look really exciting. Um, that said, the interesting thing was that I did make a huge assumption. I always thought the iPad was, you know, a, a computer on its own, but it's more of a peripheral. You know, even when I got the box on the side, it said that a requirement was that you have to have a Mac or a PC already you know, that you can plug it into and, and sync things up with it. So that was a bit of a surprise. Um, you know, it's, it's important for me to know that coming from somebody who's a technology coach and makes, you know, a lot of, um, recommendations to people about what kinds of computers they can get, you know, to know that you already have to have a computer before you get one. Although apparently you can go into the Apple store and they will help you activate it if you don't have a computer. So it is an option, but it was really fun. So what are some of the things, and, and Carl and Sean, just, just bear with us for a minute. What are some of the things that you've been using it for, um, good, well, good and bad for both? Here's why I bought it. Let me start out with that. Um, you know, I come on here and I, I always talk about things like the Roomba and, you know, the, the shopping list organizer and things. So you can kind of get a picture that, 
you know, one of a, a rule in our household is that if there is something that will help us do something better in our households, you know, me and Matt will spring for it. And we have, you know, tons of laptops all over the house that we are cracking open 50 times a day, probably like everybody is, to do silly things. You know, I need to make a milk order. I need to check Netflix, IMDb. I need to check the weather or WebMD or Craigslist or eBay, you know, or or check my calendar and email and, and you're just, you know, a hundred times a day, you're just finding, hunting a laptop down and cracking it open. So I would like, my goal for this, um, was just to have something to keep in the house, you know, on my kitchen Island that I can just use a touch screen and access whenever I need it quickly. So that's the plan. Um, and it may take a couple of weeks to see if that's going to pay off. Um, I've had it for a couple of days now. I really love it. So I've gotten all the apps. You know, I've had a great time downloading all the apps that I think are going to help me with that. Um, I did just buy the $4.99, you know, model with the Wi-Fi only. Like I said, I don't really want a need to take it out of the house. That's not why I bought it. Um, so I bought it as kind of like a run your household device, right? So I have the great apps, right? There's a Craigslist app, um, an eBay app, a Netflix app, an IMDB app, um, the Weather Channel, and a WebMD app. And a lot of you who have the iPhone are probably already familiar with these apps. But, um, you know, I've never had an iPhone before. So these apps are actually gorgeous and in probably many, many ways so far as I've had playing around with them, they're far superior to the actual web versions, right? Like if I was cracking open a laptop and accessing, you know, IMDB, I've actually found that the app version on the iPad is way nicer to use. It's, it's prettier. It's much more easy to navigate. I think everything about it is better. Um, same with Craigslist, you know, I can see all the listings on the left and I get a, you know, as a preview pane on the right, so I can quickly flick through and see pictures. I mean, even the web version doesn't work like that. It's not as good. So I'm really thinking that, you know, I made a wise choice in buying it and it's really going to make things very easy for us. You know, when we put it somewhere, we put it on um, the bookshelf right by the couch so that when we're on the couch and we're like, you know, watching a movie and we're like, oh, I know I've seen that guy before, you know, where I would normally get up, find a laptop, crack it open and go to IMDb. Now I can just grab the iPad, go to my IMDb app and, and quickly look it up. And I've actually already done that since I've had it. So, um, that's the good thing. You know, that's what I love. This is why I bought it. And I actually think it's really going to work for me. Um, that said, the couple of the one shortcoming that I think it really has um, has to do with photos, and that's another reason why I primarily bought it. I think Apple made a lot of assumptions with the iPad. Um, you know, one, they think I have any interest at all in using iTunes. Um, two, another assumption is they think that I already have an iPhone already, um, and which of course I don't. So you know, I'm experiencing some frustration and having to use iTunes for everything and for photos. Um, I really wanted it to be able to put a lot of my photos on it and just have it be a photo frame when it's in its charger and I'm not using it. Um, and I'm doing that, but it's not as elegant as I would have liked, right? Say for, I can share my music across the network, but I haven't found a way to share my photos. I actually had to get gigs and gigs and gigs worth of photos on the iPad. Um, you know, I just, 
I guess this was an assumption I made that was incorrect, that I would be able to share them across the network. And I still might be able to do that. Haven't figured it out yet. Um, but other than that, it's, it's wonderful. And, and, you know, both me, Matt and Zoe, you know, my two-year-old is loving it. So I think it's going to work out really well. I don't think you like it. No, I don't think I like it at all. Oh, <laughs> and Traveler. I do have Lotus Traveler setting it up, and it is absolutely wonderful. So you are you running – like Ed, Ed Brill announced on his blog that um, there is now support for Lotus Traveler on the iPad. Is that a new download, Jess, or – It's actually – it's in the app. I actually found out about it being in the App Store um, after I already had it on my Apple. So, you know, you can go to the app store and it is there, um, to download it. So I'm not sure actually what happens when you click on it, but all I did was just go to my, um, you know, kind of log in the exact same way that you went on a phone. Um, you know, just go log into your web browser in the particular URL and it just downloads the, the installer and it puts the profile right on your computer. And it actually takes, you know, it took a whole 30 seconds. And it didn't even have to sync anything. And, you know, mail and calendar and contacts is all there. So the calendar is the native iPad-ish calendar, yep. right? Yep. Oh. And, it, and it pops up your, you know, if, you're, if it's on the dock and, it's, and you've got your photo slideshow going while it's charging, your reminders will still pop up. Nice. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's very nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Carl, you're, you, Carl and Sean, you guys are still iPadless, right? I am iPadless, yes. And uh, any urge to, to, to come to Jess and my side? No, I mean, I like the device, but I, I can't see a need for me personally. I could see my mom and my dad, or actually I can see my mom thinking it would be a great device. Um, and I'd found out a little while ago as well, I just did, that uh, you, know, you require a computer to set it up, which to me seems a bit crazy because I think you know, prime candidates for this would be people like my parents that want to get email, want to look at Facebook, want to look at their grandkids or something on Flickr. And, you know, if if they have to plug it into something, it's another step that can go wrong for them. Whereas if I, I would have assumed they would have just had it so you could take it out of the box and put in some details and away you go. That's actually the same assumption that I made. And apparently, you know, I was talking to people and they did say that you can, like, say if you buy it in the app store, you know, you can you can register it there. Right. You, know, that's, you just have that, to know was, ahead. You just have to know ahead of time before yeah. you brought it home, and then realized, uh oh, I don't have a computer. You know, because yeah, I had I was, the same expectations. Yeah, I was told the same thing. I just thought it would have been literally turn it on and it'd be ready to go. You know, which which seems much more kind of like the way that Apple always gives the impression of how they work, or how the Apple fanboys say that Apple work, which is you know they've thought through everything and life, your life's just going to be easy. And that just seems to me like a step that can go wrong and, you know, you kind of wonder why it's there. Um, so, no, I mean, you know, I've, I've played with friends and I've used friends and, you know, I, I used to have, well, I still have somewhere in a drawer, a Nokia N800, which was like a quarter of the size of a, an iPad, a little bit bigger than an iPhone. And it did, did a lot of the things that people talk about doing with the iPad. Um, and I just hardly ever used it and even with the ipad device being bigger for me personally i don't have a need for it i mean the only time i could see myself getting one is if a customer wanted to do some development on it or something and and we needed to test against it Uh, otherwise it's not you know on my list of uh must-have tools and uh mr sean 
Well, I, I, I'm looking at it from a business perspective of more of a marketing thing. So, you know, if I'm going out to do a customer, you know, presentation on it, taking the iPad with me to do it would be a good idea. I might get to that point, but right now I don't have one. I don't even have an iPhone, which is probably, you know, I was in Jess's ideas. I'm, I'm very much tied to my real keyboard, so an iPhone is not something that is, is drawing me. Uh, now, but, one, of the, one of the things you said there, Sean, about using it for business going out, one of the things I was surprised to hear is that if you, you can get like a video adapter for the iPad, but yep. if you plug it in, you don't just see everything that's on the iPad screen. You only see what certain applications send out to that, that video output. That, that's correct. And, and to take that a little bit further, when I presented in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago, I was contemplating using the iPad as my, as my presentation tool. And the good and the bad about, about that is I did use it within my presentation, but I only used it as a reference. You know, I had my slide deck and keynote on the um on the iPad the problem with using it to uh to to present with is number 1 you know first of all i i use a remote clicker can't can't use that the second thing is when you are hooked up to a video display you don't see the slides on the device anymore so you literally have to look up at the screen to see what you're presenting about don't don't they have it yet so you can use your iPhone as a remote clicker device no that's that's only for for a keynote in general on on a Wi-Fi network, okay. but you know why do that? You know everyone's going to have to turn off their 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 Wi-Fi hotspots and laptops uh, at Lotusphere, right? Because of uh, you, you, well, know, I mean, you know where I was going with that, right, guys? It, sure. It's yeah. amazing to me that the iPad is really a consuming device. It's really not, no matter what they say, it's really not meant to be putting in a lot of data. It's made for consuming, made for reading, made for looking at pictures. Not made for adding stuff to sites. I mean, if you just look at the way they, they left the tab off the keyboard, it, it's really not made for doing a lot of data entry. I agree. I think it would be an exercise in frustration. But, I mean, even when, you know, as I was explaining it to you, I want to leave it on the island and just use it as touchscreen for, for quick things. You know, one thing that I did get when I ordered the iPad when it came out was that um, that all-in-one dock and keyboard, and that's one thing I have not used. You know, I, <laughs> I suspected that I was going to sit there and type away, and the problem with using that keyboard, and I don't know if we, we talked about this on the, on the last show, was the sheer fact that I want to use it as, you know, how would you say it? I, I want the screen, when it's docked like that, to I want full keyboard control, and you don't have that, so you have to go from... Touch to keyboard, touch to keyboard, and then you know my hand is still reaching for the mouse on the side, since the since the input device is a keyboard. So, all, yeah, it's still it's it's not fully cooked. All, yeah, all very interesting. It, hey. it may not be fully cooked, but they're selling a hell of a lot of them. Yes, they are. <laughs> so, so, so when's, when's the Droid version come out? Uh, that's a good question. They, they've been shown, right? I've seen them on some of the. Some of the gadget sites, I, I don't follow the the you know the the Android Chrome stuff too closely, but you know I suspect that you'll see one sooner rather than later. You know, so speaking of droids, I just got pinged by a gentleman here who wants to join, uh, and I think you'll all approve. So I'm just doing it. You know, we invited to to the show here, but we didn't expect a hum. 
Hello. Hi. Yeah, well, he's... Welcome to the 1352 report, Mitch. Well, thanks for inviting me, Bruce. Good to be here. Inviting you? You just kept hammering me on on um, on Twitter. Can I join? Can I join? So here you are, and we're talking about iPads. Uh, Mitch, I think I saw in a discussion somewhere or on Twitter whether or not, you know, you work in a big corporate environment, whether you were seeing iPads uh, entering and wanting to uh, connect to the corporate network. What's What's going on? They're definitely finding their way into the corporate environment. Uh, every executive wants one, it seems like. What do they want it for? They want it for everything. I mean, they're they're doing email. They're they're working on getting them onto the corporate network to access web-based applications. They're reading books on them. Uh, you name it. Are they managing? Are they managing? No, never mind. Have you got have you got a lightsaber there, Mitch? <laughs> what? We can hear a lightsaber, but as soon as you now, join. Actually, Mitch, the reason why we have you on the show here is because we did hear you on the new This Week in Lotus show. And um just reviewing this contract we have with you, you were uh not to not to appear on any other podcast. Because uh, you'd be in violation of this little contract, which I have right here. Basically, you've pulled a Conan O'Brien. I guess you'll have to take that up with my attorneys, Bruce. Yeah, and and actually, we thought your appearance on that podcast wasn't the type of uh, appearance that you know the, the level of quality that we deliver on the thirteen fifty two report here, and we're here to whip you with a very wet noodle. So. I, I told you, Bruce, next time I take him flying, I'll leave the door open. Yeah, I couldn't believe you went flying with Carl Tyler. Uh, and if anyone's you know, not knowing what we're talking about here, Carl is a, a – you're a licensed pilot, right, right Carl? I, I, I hope so. <laughs> and and you, you fly planes and you like to fly them on uh, – well, you like to fly them in the air. But you like to land on lakes that are frozen and you like to make your dog do you know, zero – gravity type things and what did you do to mitch we did it we did a couple of zero gravity things he wasn't too bothered by it so then we just uh buzzed some mountains and we flew down to uh boston along the coast and basically just gave, gave him a few um photographic opportunities okay now, now this was all of course once carl figured out how to go the right way on the <laughs> runway. i told you mitch i set that all up beforehand just to scare you yeah. Another thing too, Mitch, you kind of sound like Jeff Jarvis. I never realized that. Now, now I have to plead ignorance. Who, to say who's who Jeff is Jeff Jarvis? Jarvis? Jeff Jarvis was the guy we talked about on the last show, who was on Leo Laporte, who was on uh, this week in Google, who was trashing notes and stuff like that. Got it. Okay. Now I know who you're talking you, you, about. You got it. So we're gonna move over to Sean here because Sean is uh, Sean is our man on the street in the. Uh, in the Washington area. So, Sean, what's going on with this oil spill in terms of Washington, D.C.? Um, there's, there's a lot of work being done. I'm not really sure what's being done, but there's a lot of things being talked about. I know one of my clients um, that I'm building an application for, we were supposed to start doing a lot of work of it in May, and they've been buried under the uh, communications with this. So that's about all I can say or I have to kill you. Mitch, I would have thought by not Mitch, uh, Bruce. I would have thought by now you would have had an idea jam on, you know, plugthehole.com or something. Um, <laughs> how would you say it? 
BP is a customer of mine. Yeah, yeah. You're just trying to help him out. Yeah, I know. And and maybe maybe I've talked to them about it. Maybe I haven't. Uh, but y- y- you know, that's code for you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> well, if 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 I had better partners out there, um, Sean. Um, Excuse me, I've been doing my work. Yeah, but for, for those for those of you who don't know, right? I I I've held a full time job now for twelve years with a company, and in uh, in a few weeks I'll be leaving that position to concentrate fully on everything El Guji. So that's uh, that's good news. I think it says a lot for for the Lotus brand and our product line, and, and you guys. So and Sean and me. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, Carl, you know, I know you're going to say I can't believe you're talking about this, but on the last don't show... Bring, don't, don't you get me depressed again. No, no, I, I'm not going to. What have you learned since you came on the show and, and said what you did about same time? Uh, well, nothing's changed okay. about what I said. In fact, it looks like somebody else has taken over the job for me. It's, uh, what's his name? Rudy... Oh, let me find his blog. And then people can read that and... Um kind of hear some of the truth. Uh, Rudy, 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 Rudy. But Darren Adams did blog something today at, uh, on his blog. Darren's- well, Darren Adams was talking about Same Time 851, which, you know, I'm under NDA, so can't talk about, but obviously IBM can just blog away about. Um, where he's saying now in, in Same Time 851, it actually includes like all the plugins for all the companion products. So the SUT Softphone client is built into the same time 85 client. The same time advanced plugins are built into the same time uh, 85 client, 851 client. So, from an administration point of view, in some ways that makes that much, much easier because creating install packages and deployment packages for different versions of same time with different plugins from, you know, different versions of advanced and different versions of uh, SUT and things. Is, is more than a pain in the ass, uh, to be honest. And it's something that IBM, I don't think, tests very well with the different fix packs and the updates they have out there. So it kind of falls on the customer when they come to try and do that to figure out that there's an incompatibility and then wait for a hot fix to make it work kind of thing. So that's different. Now, obviously, the, the key thing there is that um, just because those features are in the product doesn't mean you can use them. Um, unless you buy those licenses, uh, you can't, obviously use those features so you can't use sut unless you've you know deployed sut servers had ibm global services etc and to set that up um you can't use same time advanced unless you have a same time advanced license um and you can't use you know same time meetings if you're unless you're licensed for that so so it's great that the features are in there i can see some people maybe getting confused if they you know, an admin looks in the plugin list and they see all these additional plugins and they're thinking, well, why are these here? I, you know, I don't haven't paid for those. Or maybe we have paid for them. Should I be able to use them? So um, that's that's good and bad. I think overall it's good. Uh, hopefully it will make IBM a little more efficient at doing these updates. And uh, hopefully it will also make it easier for customers uh, when they when they try and uh, do this as well. Because mm-hmm. the update sites in theory are great, but in reality... They're um, quite difficult to set up because you're always editing XML files and things like that to, to get it to work. Oh, and the Has person I was IBM said anything publicly about the reflector. It's not going to happen in eight five one. I I think that will be addressed next year. 
Wow. So, so, so uh, the the issue that Sean's talking about is um, that uh, if you want to have a same time audio video meeting, you have to be able to be basically almost pingable by the server direct to you. There can't be a firewall um, between you and the server, um, which in reality is what most people have. So, if you have anybody that works at home, they have to be VPNed in to the to the same network as the same time media server to be able to do things like a audio or video chat, which in same time ATO uh, wasn't the case because there was what was called a reflector, which would act as a go-between to create that initial connection between the clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, there, there we, is, we, I mean, there is, you know, the, the person's name I was actually trying to find was, um, was uh, oh, I just had it. Lost it again. De- Dennis Rudik, Rudik Kite. So, which is rudickkite.net. And, and he's saying a few things that, you know, a, a few of us have known for a while, which is things like the same time 8.5 not only is a difficult upgrade on the server, it's a difficult upgrade on the client in that there's no backwards compatibility of audio and video between 8.5 clients and earlier same time clients. So um, it's kind of a rip and replace, <laughs> um, although IBM never do rip and replace, but that's basically what they've done. There's no compatibility here so it's very difficult to upgrade an organization seamlessly um, unless you upgrade every single client overnight kind of thing um so yeah so rudig r-u-d-d-i-g-k-i-t.net he's actually right written a couple of posts where he's kind of saying am i the only one that's thinking this but basically anybody that's tried it kind of thinks this but we've we've kind of stopped hitting ibm with the stick because we know it's just going to take them time to fix it. It's it's just unfortunate because the version before kind of you know did this, and this version was supposed to be the version that was the be all and end all in the way of audio and video, and and it is if you sit on the same subnet as the server, but if you're not sitting on the same subnet as the server, it's kind of a dodo really, um, which is very unfortunate, and I and I think IBM now realizes that that's really important, but they're not going to be able to address that un- until next year. Carl, there was a, a blog post by Andrew Pollack talking about unified communications. Did you, did you happen to read that? It was maybe a month ago. Um, I, I do remember the one you meant, and I started meaning to go back to it, and I never did go back okay. to it. I was just curious to hear what your your take on it was. I know you wasn't it something like it was saying, you know, that that boat's already left or something. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I think. Um, in reality, for customers, that isn't the case. I think. Mitch, you uh, you run uh, unified communications at all? Not, not really. Okay. Run you... same time, but not really anything else. Okay. And, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I personally think. About same time right <laughs> Go ahead. Don't make fun of Mitch's uh, hum. Hum. Go ahead, Mitch. Tell us what you personally. Whatever the hum is, I don't hear it. Uh, I, I really, I think that they have a great vision of where they want to go with it i just you know they've got this grandiose vision though and they can't get it into the product and as a result they've like really gotten away from the core competencies of what the product does well that people loved and used and i think that's a real problem okay um just uh, you deal with smaller customers right so yeah. the, the topic of unified communications right is not really no but i do have i actually i was talking to Mary Beth Raven on Skype and she had a question for everybody um, all the listeners 
So I guess you can, you know, put your answers in the show notes. It says, um, does anybody want a same time sidebar panel buddy list in the sidebar of Symphony when it is installed as a Symphony standalone? So just something to think about. Anybody use Symphony as I a would, standalone? Uh, I, I would say if, if somebody was using Symphony, the time when you want that is when you're working on a document and you can see the awareness of other people that have edited that document or other people that you assign to be editors of that document. And actually, if, 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 if uh, Mary Beth wants ideas, she could go to my blog about four years ago and see an example where screen cam of that kind of thing being done with Office. And I think that's where awareness makes sense within a, um, within a document. I think the live names within a document kind of doesn't really work and it doesn't work well in in office but i think the whole idea of these people are people that are editing this or reviewing this document with me and seeing their status makes much more sense to me yeah so uh i'll drop i think mary beth posted something about that on twitter or her blog right jess um, i think she did not sure so but- i actually have a i, I have, I have something to say about this small business and unified communications it's there for them. It's actually the easiest thing to do to move to unified communication solutions because more and more of them becoming available as in the cloud. You know, like for my organization, we use Grasshopper, which used to be Got Vmail, which gives you know a one eight hundred number, directory dialing, and and my telephone calls come to whatever phone I have. So it's kind of like the the uh, Google Voice thing. Um, but you know, my voicemails go to my email and they can be transcribed or I can listen to them in email wherever. But I think for small companies, especially ones where people are working in you know different locations for knowledge workers in those small companies, unified communications is actually much easier to deploy because they can switch to voice over IP phones through things like Vonage and, and other services really easily. And also now with um, Skype offering SIP trunking, it's really easy for companies that have their own little PBXs, uh, like asterisk boxes or whatever, to connect them to things like the SIP trunk to be able to get their outgoing and incoming phone calls that way. Well, that's, I mean, that's one of that's one of the draws that's on the Foundations platform is the integration with the Voice over IP. Um, there's a couple partners, NEC and uh, Shortel, which yeah. have IPX and voicemail integration with the Foundations domino interface so everything at the same time it's all integrated so you have the click to call you have the emails and everything in your inbox so it's for small businesses it works really well sean have you uh is that that shipping stuff right now inside of foundations i'm not sure if it's ga yet i know shortel i believe is general availability right now nec has not shipped yet um but i expect it shortly um, I've sort of fallen out of line with what they're doing on those two things. Um, but I know the Shortel is a, it's a really slick solution. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Shortel has a nice combination of like uh, client-side plug-in and TCSPI on the back end. And then NEC are using TCSPI as well. So you get the, the, the web conferencing and, and things like that. It's, it's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. NEC has gone with a, a purely software play where the... The um, box from uh, Shortel is a hardware-software interaction. So it's, it, they're, they're going different ways, but they both get you to the same place in the end. Mm-hmm. One thing that's positive about NEC is it's got a real long history of doing PBX and voicemail stuff. So they know what those requirements are. Okay. 
Uh, user groups coming up. Uh, I am Lug in St. Louis. Anyone going? Speaking. Yep. Speaking. Yep. Oh, Sean, what are you what are you speaking about? I'm speaking on jQuery. I've uh, been doing a lot of stuff with jQuery lately with making uh, Domino apps that actually look good. So uh, I'm going to give a, a primer for people on, on how to take some old and tired apps and make them look good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm looking for in jQuery now that you're talking about that? I'm, mm. looking, I'm looking for a nice way to show three or four images, not a carousel, just three or four images and have them fade one, in, one into the next and make them clickable. Oh, that's easy. Uh, check out the uh, the jQuery tools um, that are out there. Uh, flowplayer.org, and then click on the tools. Right. That's got a nice little um, set of uh, uh, APIs you can use to do exactly what you want. So you're saying Flowplayer, right? Flowplayer is the name is the is the site flowplayer.org. I right. believe it is. They're the ones who and, make that um, that that movie player. Yeah, okay. but there's all the there's another tab at the top for jQuery tools. Um, there, it's called Tools is the name of their, uh, their plugin, and it's got things like you know tabs that do nice things. It's got a um, a bunch of other things that are tied in there. But I, I've seen that type of what you're asking for. All right, done. It's Who's- very simple. To- Jerry. Who's doing the Darth Vader breathing? It's either Mitch or Carl. I know it's not Jess. I'm muted. Ah, uh, so it's Mitch. Mitch, <laughs> I, I know you're, you're in violation of your contract. Jess, what are you talking about? At I am. I am doing my um, the same presentation I did at Lotusphere. The admin for the developer build and secure your own Domino server playground in one hour. So I take you from start to finish, completely installing a Domino server, um, and, and then in one hour we're going to install a Domino server. Um, secure it, tweak it for best performance, add maintenance, set it up for as an SMTP server and a web server, and then finally set up a whole bunch of test users. We can do everything in one hour. Nice. Carl, yeah, what really about fun. you? I am not going to IAM lug. Um, Sorry, I will have just this. got back a couple of weeks before from a five-week trip, so I decided that maybe I should um, stay, stay in the office for a bit and make sure people are working. What are the dates for I Am Lug this year? Anyone have them handy? August second to third. Okay, and uh, and there's a tack on at the on the fourth for a bunch of paid for training. I know Matt's doing some of that on uh, X Pages. I know the boys from Snaps are doing something on uh, iPhone development. Yep, there's getting down to business with the iPhone. Right, they are. It's on Wednesday, and it's kind of like an extra track of tons of different sessions. So there's getting down to business with the iPhone. Um, then there's another one on X Pages 101, and then there's the final one on the Domino Optimization Tour. Is that the Tack It On segment the day yep. after? Yep. That's yep. That's right. Wednesday, August fourth. That's right. So it's a, a day of cool training for four hundred and ninety-five dollars. Um, let's see. I think uh, Tri-State Lug, Mitch. Um, you and I were at that user group meeting last year, right? Yep. And uh, we're planning it again for this fall. Uh, should be in October. We'll be announcing the date within the next couple of weeks. Mitch, are you wearing your polyester one-piece pajamas again? Because <laughs> <laughs> since, since we spoke a moment ago, there's been a bigger static buildup. <laughs> Uh, I, think, I think too. Mitch, yeah, has feety pajamas. I picture him that way, so. 
I wish I was in that size. Yeah. So what's what's after that? ILUG, right? When's ILUG? ILUG is the tenth through the twelfth of November. And so where before is it? that, there's Collaboration University. That's in Belfast. Right. Uh, Collaboration University too. When's that, Carl? That is in um, September. Uh, first week's in September 21st, 23rd in London, and then the next week, 27th, 29th, is in Chicago. And what are you guys Isn't talking there about there? Isn't there an lug in there somewhere? No, because this is paid. This is quality stuff. None of that free junk like open source or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> this is where you get value for your money. All right. Um, did uh, Was there a UK lug this year or no? No, they're skipping UK lug in favor of iLug. Um, there's also a MW lug, a Midwest yes. Lotus user group in Cleveland, Ohio, August Which, 19th through the 20th. I'm speaking at that one. What are you talking about there? Same time, I think. I haven't firmed up exactly what I'm talking about. I just know I'm talking there. Right, and all these events are on Planet Lotus. If you go to the events section, you can see them all there. So um, it's all good stuff, except, uh, except you got to see Carl talk. You don't have to see. You could uh, you could just turn around close and close your eyes and think of whoever. That's true. Um, let's see. We I I want to just touch on one more thing. You know the World Cup. The World Cup. World Cup. <laughs> All right. You so, touch on the World Cup, Bruce. You know I really don't want to talk about hockey because I think hockey is kind of a sport for people like Duffbert. You know Tom Duff and I don't know. Hockey is just I don't know. No, I'm just. It could it could be over in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just I'm just kidding. Hockey's a great game. I played it as a kid. I frequently got hit with a hockey puck between the eyes or in the face. So we. Were, I got enough. I got one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. It's it's quick. I just installed. Um, I just wanted to share it for the um, my netbook. I just decided to put on um, Ubuntu Netbook Edition, and it is very very cool. Right, I um. You download Ubuntu Netbook Edition, right, which is a form of Linux, and you put it on a bootable USB key. So obviously, because netbooks don't have CD drives, unless you have an external one. So you put the software on a bootable USB key, and it actually boots up on your netbook to a version of it that you can use running on the key. And so while you're using it, there is an option um, in Ubuntu um, to install it onto your hard drive on your netbook. So it only takes about a half an hour to install it. And then um, after that, you reboot your machine and you've got Ubuntu Netbook Edition on your netbook. And it's great. I didn't have to install a single driver, right? Everything just worked. The wireless was there. Um, And I was good to go with this gorgeous display that is completely optimized for screen real estate on a netbook. Um, it's just a beautiful display and it's really easy to use. There's absolutely zero learning curve. Um, it also has integrated instant messaging, right? You can um, just kind of put in your account details for all the IMs that you have, including um, it's got an integrated Twitter client, integrated Facebook chat that's built right in, um, integrated email, right? So it's just always running and it will tell you when you have new email. Um, I just can't say enough good things about it, so I definitely had to mention it. I'm wondering now, why I'm, I did I'm not do it I'm supposed to be getting sooner. a netbook this week, so I'll have to try it out. Definitely. It's, I would tell everybody to do it. <laughs> Cool. Going so, back to what you said earlier uh, about the apps on the iPad looking really nice, I saw a blog post today talking about how 
how nice those iPhone apps work in the notes sidebar. And the fact that they really work well over there. Um, the, Matt the Newman. Blog, Matt Newman. Yes, from I saw that. That would, I had never thought about that, but that makes perfect sense because they yep. take up small real estate. They do specific things. They're very simple. They should be, you know, adding it to your sidebar is three clicks away. So it should be relatively simple. I'm going to have to try it with a few things. Carl, you got anything uh, as a uh, well? I mean, pick of the week. There's a well. To me, I think the pick of the week is worldcup.com, which is v v o r l d c u p dot com, which is a new uh, blog that Chris Miller, myself, and Andy Higgins have started to cover our trip to South Africa that we start on Tuesday. So you're actually going to the World Cup? Five weeks. So we're paying for your trip. I hope so. You said you would. I, I have till tomorrow, right? I mean, I'm waiting for my royalties checks from these podcasts, so, you know. So am I, Carl. I, I thought that would cover it. So am I. But, you know, when you have listeners like Mitch who, who, who violate contracts and stuff like that. Uh, well, just don't pay the lawyers any money until I get back. Yeah, Mitch, you got to hum in here. I got to hum in here? There he goes. <laughs> I don't know. You, you, you keep talking about this contract I'm violating, but this is the first time you've invited me to join you here. You haven't, now, Mitch, the, you, you haven't read the contract, have you? Did you finally get your World Cup pool picks in, Mitch? I got my World Cup pools picks in a while ago. And, yeah, what name you know, did anybody you anybody who oh, wants to get in on the pool, Mitch picked I don't know Brazil what I'm doing. England in a final. What a disaster. Who did well, I pick? Eddie, you picked Eddie made all his picks before everybody England. got I don't know. There's a big Brazil flag on vvworldcup.com. It's not Brazil. It's That's South Brazil. Africa. Damn it! Hey, Carl, can you, can you uh, Skype me over the URL because I can't understand your 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 English? Okay, you ready? V for Victor. V for Victor. So V V O R L D C U P. V V O R L D. Yep. C U P. So it looks like World Cup in the URL. Oh, that's but it's oh my god! Who are those ugly mugs up there? Oh, that's sorry, that's you, Carl. Oh, Carl, look, there's a nice picture of you guys. So, if anyone wants to see what Carl looks like, uh, I'm the one on the left. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, wow, there's there's screaming young girls in videos here. I haven't painted. I haven't posted those painted women one yet. Ah, so you we should uh, be getting a royalty check from you for this kind of stuff. If I was to put ads on there, I hear people make lots of money with Google ads. Yeah. Hey, my picks, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to pimp, uh, our xpages101.net video series. It's kind of like, uh, unexpectedly, uh, doing really well. Uh, so if you want to learn a lot about xpages, xpages101.net, it's a video subscription. You can subscribe and you can hear Mr. Matt White talk about all things xpages. I think he's got 24 episodes of content out there and uh if you'd like to hear a nice british man talk to you about x pages x pages 101.net the other thing is hey carl that world cup calendar is cool isn't it oh my lord i wish they had a short url and you could just tell people about it that is super cool just just create a tiny url for it where's the link that's, that's true so well, on that on the vivaldcup.com, <laughs> there's a link in that first entry at the moment, which is to like marker.com slash deporte football mundial South Africa blah 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 blah. Um, and basically, it's this cool calendar that 
you, you, often you want to see like, well, what team's playing on what day, or when's my team playing, or who's playing at this stadium. They've got this big circle, and it lets you pick by like the team name, by the the day, or by the city and stadium, or by the group and the stage. So I gotta it's, turn my head to look at the calendar. It's, it's totally cool the way they've done it. Huh. It looks like an iPad app. No, because it's 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 bigger. It's you know. You can go full screen. Is it Flash? You know, I don't flash. think it work on an iPad because I think it's Flash. It is Flash. Yeah. We, we, we do have to talk about the Flash stuff and the iPhone 4 stuff. Well, we'll save that for next week because we're going to do another show next Wednesday. Right, gang? Not for me. Well, He's going to be in South Africa. Well, I'll be on a flight. Guy well, works in South Africa. Yeah. What's in, oh, yeah, well, but well Bruce, if you get plane. that contract out to me, I'd be happy to join in. All right. You need to enunciate your T's. You need to get rid of the buzz first. Yeah. You got to get rid of that New York, New Jersey accent and get rid of the buzz. We'll talk okay. offline. You can't uh, be and, speaking through your nose. Anything else? <laughs> um, well, if anybody's if anybody's in New Hampshire this Saturday at two thirty, come by my house. We're having a big England versus USA party, and it's a double or quits thing. Where if uh, England win, then we get the colony back, and if England <laughs> lose, I stop. I, I never come back to the country. I stay in South Africa. Huh? Go Yanks! Yeah. The, the humiliation would be too much. All right. Jess, any parting words? Um, nope. I think I covered everything I wanted to say. Sean, besides your little remark about Symphony, which I've written down here, we can talk about next time as well. Any any uh, parting goodness for the crowd? Um, yeah, just stay, uh, use sunscreen. Okay. It's getting hot out there. Yeah, and Mitch, any, any parting words besides brush your teeth? Brush your teeth, and uh, actually, I've been talking to Jess offline. I've been trying to get my netbook going on Ubuntu Linux as well. I'm looking forward to that. And actually, I have to say, um, I tried Windows 7 for the first time over the last couple of weeks, and uh, pretty impressed with some of the stuff I've been able to do on it. Okay. And and Carl, you? you? I, I think you should brush teeth and floss. Yeah, Oh. okay. Don't forget to wash your dishes. <laughs> You've been to Carl's house, I see. Actually, I've never been to Carl's house. He won't let me in there for some reason. You've flown in his plane, you've been in his cockpit, but you haven't been in his house. The plane was tidy. (laughs) There's no room in the plane for anything. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, Jesse's Mini Cooper is more solidly built than an airplane. Hey, my Cooper is very solidly built. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) <laughs> now, if, now the closest thing to an airplane is the old Mini Cooper from like 1969 or something. Oh, the really small one with the little bitty wheels. Yeah, and the and like the doors are made out of tin foil. That's pretty much what a plane is. Uh, good, Mitch. Bruce is trying to figure out. Yeah. How he so, if you, if, you know, if you want to know how small Carl's plane is, right? I knew the plane was small, but we get there, he opens the door to the hangar. And he puts this little pole on the plane, and he just, like, pulls it out of the hangar. With his teeth, right? (laughs) But actually, the plane's so small that the first thing I have to say to Mitch when he got in was, like, Mitch, I'm not getting friendly, but I may fly with my arm around you. (laughs) All right. Before we uh, chase off our our three-person audience, thanks, everyone. And just remember, uh, when in doubt, bazinga. You guys going to say goodbye? Just trying to figure out what that means. That's that's to do with something like not two and a half men, something to do with Big Bang Theory. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. It's biz- I just watched, started watching the first episode of that. Actually, I did not get to finish it 
before this part uh, of the podcast. So Matt is in the living room waiting for me right now to watch the last 10 minutes of that show. We finally got it from Netflix. I tried watching it and I found it irritating. A group goodbye. Group kiss. Goodbye. Ready? Goodbye. One, two, three. Hugs. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Take goodbye. care. Bye-bye. Bye.